going on, everybody? It's buddy. It's your pal Phoenix, along with Kristen. This is Flix Fix, and we're going to knock out three episodes of WandaVision, because it's been a minute. Kristen, what's up? Doing good. Uh, it is my fault. Well, no. It is It is. It is the fact that Texas uh, heard that on Groundhog's Day we were going to have six more weeks of winter, and Texas was like, fuck that. We're just going to stick it all in one in, like, four days. So, yeah. And I'm not joking when I say the entire state shut down, basically. Yeah, you've got pretty legitimate reasons for having to bail when you have to bail. We, we did yeah, we didn't have uh we didn't have water or we didn't have power for four days, and about two days into not having power we ran out of water. So we were like melting snow to use the toilets and shit. It was I, I didn't feel like it was that bad, but apparently when I tell people this shit, they were like, holy fuck. I mean, if, you, if, you're o- apocalypse. if you're okay with a snow toilet, then I guess you're okay with anything. I mean, I'm okay uh, using water on if I need to. I'm okay using the snow if I have to. I just think it's funny the fact that like you and I usually bounce back and forth on the messenger and be like, hey, uh, so we good to go tonight? And you're like, hey, so uh, no power. Okay. Yeah, we were uh, charging our phones in our car or off of uh, – my boyfriend has a bunch of uh, UPSs that our computers are, are plugged into. And so when the power went out, he immediately unplugged everything from the UPSs, and we uh, – that's how we would charge our phones. Or we could uh, cook – we could plug in a crock pot into one of the UPSs to, like, warm things up if we had to. But, you know, we only had them for – so, so we had to ration out when to use the UPSs. It doesn't sound like fun. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, it, it does, was not. It... I did not enjoy it. I didn't like having to, like, be under seven blankets, to, like, because my house, because our house didn't have any fucking power. I'm not supposed to see my breath inside. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, a lot of people... Critics of mine, mostly, would probably say that sitting on a snow toilet is still better than being stuck on a podcast with me, but I think three episodes of WandaVision versus snow toilet, I think you got the better deal this week? I, I did. I was, we, we finally got power back, so. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a little... We have water, too. We have to boil it to drink it, but we have water. There you go. So no more snow toilet. No more snow toilet. That is that is awesome. So this is going to be, we were talking about this before we came on. This is going to be a little different than the first couple of reviews we did, because I have a bunch of notes for one episode, and then some jot notes for another episode, and then no notes for the episode last night. So it's going to be sort of a scattershot of, like, what do we think we need to talk about? We are, of course, reviewing a very special episode, Halloween Spooktacular, and Breaking the Fourth Wall, the episodes 5, 6, and 7, I believe, mm-hmm. of WandaVision. Um, so I'm just going to I'm gonna start spitting out random stuff that I like, and you can pop in and <laughs> spit out random stuff that you like. Um, going back to on a very special episode, which was now two weeks ago. My brain hurts. It's fine. Um, we sort of do this half-and-half half thing between the two different worlds inside the world, Um Wanda's kids keep aging up and, like, showing that they can do it on their own, and she's not control. Like, it's in her world, but she's not controlling it, 
which is where things just start to uh, start to disintegrate a little bit. On the outside, we've got Rambo trying to explain to like the rest of the people on the outside what, uh, what Wanda's world is like and the fact that she's created it and how we're all changing and and whatnot. And both of them are like I think there's a weird dichotomy between the two of them because Rambo's come out and she's trying to explain to a bunch of people that don't get it what's going on and Wanda there always has to be somebody that's like that doesn't get it but yet we're gonna do it the way we want to do it anyways and the the head the head agent guy whose name I can never remember I think we had this same problem last time he basically is prototypical TV boss dick because he's not listening to anything anybody's saying he's basically trying to label Wanda as like a like a magical terrorist Liar, terrorist yep um, we get into it later on down the line. I I don't even have anything in order, but we get into the fact that she's come out of the world and, you know, things come out differently and all that kind of thing. And they basically figure out that what you turn into when you're in there is what you were when you came out. It's just been, like, reorganized and whatever. And long story short, her pants are made out of bulletproof vest, and she shoots the pants. Her pants and shirt. And shirt. Yes. Um, it's just, it's a very weird way to explain, like, how things are. Like, you didn't just turn into, like, 80s chick with the, with the big blowout pants. Like, those pants are what you wore on the way in. I think they were in the 70s. 70s, sorry. Yeah. Um. Because the 80s was, actually, no, maybe she, maybe it was, hmm. I'm trying to remember what everybody was dressed like. I think the 80s was the episode after she got thrown out of the uh, out of the hex. Right. But she still... Because then, because now we're in the... So... No, wait. Okay, so the episode... Sorry, I'm trying to think. The, yeah. the This recent episode, I'm not trying to go, was like... Uh, was like the 2000s, like yeah, uh, like the Office kind of stuff. With well, the, the Office slash stuff. like Malcolm in the Middle slash Modern yeah. Family type stuff. But this um, was, and so the last the episode before was the 90s, where it was like Full House, basically. Oh yeah, the Halloween. We're gonna get. Well, there's a lot more to talk about in the Halloween episode. That's why I'm just sort of trying to knock okay. knock okay. the first episode Keep out. Um, basically, it's a. It's a internal, like, things are falling apart type thing. The neighbor glitches out at one point because she offers to, to babysit the kids because they're not behaving or, or whatever the case may be. But then they, she freezes, and she's like, oh, wait, 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 do we have to start that scene again? Which I thought mm -hmm. was really cool. That was the um, Agnes character, who yes. now we know a whole lot more about after this yeah. week's episode. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but she sort of, like, acknowledges that she's not in the real world, and then... Vision is at work because obviously the the robot works at the computer company still, even though we've jumped a couple decades. And his coworker like glitches out, and it's like you you gotta let us or out no, of here. He he he's able to like it. He gets a message on the computer like uh, sword stuff. Mm -hmm. Like and uh, and it's from Darcy. Then Vision like yeah, it's from Darcy. Vision touches him to try and read his mind and basically unlocks his real personality, not the one that, like, Wanda's, like, put over them. 
Yeah, and basically he's talking about it like it's a like it's an escape. You got to stop her. Like she's making us do all this weird, weird stuff. Uh, I do like that they keep doing that though. I do like that they keep um, tying his powers to her powers. That works on a bunch of levels. Their powers come from the same stone. Basically, he's alive right now because he, she recreated him. So for her to create a problem and him to have the ability to unlock it, I think is a really neat story thread that they've been doing before now, but it's it still just works just as well now. But, um, no, I love the email thing. I love the, the fact that as, as they jump through the decades and they go through the different forms of technology, they keep finding ways to communicate with people inside the hex. And obviously in the early days it was with the radio and then, you know, mm-hmm. so asshole friggin' uh, agent boss guy decides that it's a brilliant idea to send a drone into the hex. Well, no, they send the drone in first to try and talk to him. The agent asshole guy was the one that's like, yeah, let's put a missile on it. That's a great idea. Yeah, and it did a bunch of things. Like, A, it's stupid because, like, here... And they had to... They figured out how to send things in that wouldn't, like, be morphed. And they had to be from... I was going to say, to not be taken back into that time it had to be like from that time it was from a really time. So they they, they really kind of like yada yada over like that the 80s basically yeah and it's like okay here's this person that's created a whole separate world but yeah she's gonna like laugh in the face of you like trying to launch a missile at her but uh that's that's when we have that was the episode where we have wanda come out for yes. the first time and she has the accent again and everything because she had and to step out. Like, she had to yeah. step out at one point because, you know, everything else changes and whatever. But I think it's kind of funny. Like, she can, like, it's her world. She can create whatever the heck she wants. But she is back to her real self when she comes out as well. Like, you figure she's the one creating it, so she wouldn't necessarily be changed by it. But they did do that. And she basically dragged the drone behind her and was like, yo, here, take your shit. And when he tried to, like quote-unquote handle her like she mind-controlled like all his guys and like all the sights and all the laser uh laser aiming whatever you want to call them laser sights uh turned to him and she's like yeah I'm, I'm, i'm giving you one warning like don't fuck with me type thing yeah she's like you get the fuck out basically um Sorry, I'm going through my notes for a second. That's that's oh, no, it's that's fine. not we're, it's not exciting like, audio. Lots ha- big things happened in like each episode. I love how uh, it's not a big part of the story, but I love Darcy's like mission to get everybody to refer to like Wanda's anomaly as the hex. Like take yes. takes on in this like is a going minute. To be a thing. Um, the right before they have that scene with the with the drone and the missile and all that sort of thing, we do have the retelling of the Wanda story. Like they have their big like head table meeting. Like how are we going to deal with this? And he keeps trying to paint her as like the the bad guy, the villain, whatever. And each time, and, like uh, yeah, because Agent Wong was Wong was like that would be a mean gross Wu? simplification of everything. Not Wong. Uh, Wu? Uh, Agent Wu. Yes, Agent Wu. <laughs> Wong was the character from is, Doctor uh, Strange. Is, uh, yeah. Although, although there's characters from everywhere in this, so if he shows up at some point, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, 
yeah, he's trying to explain everything, and then they bring footage of Wanda actually going and stealing Vision's like corpse. I did like that though, because that from did sword headquarters. That did tie into everybody that's been making sort of like, well, he's dead, so she's only pretending he's alive. So everybody's done like the weekend at Bernie's memes, mm-hmm. and then she, because she did, I think, in a previous episode that we talked about, she saw him as like the dead version of himself, mm-hmm. which was. Kind of like the closest thing to creepy that we've had so far on the show. Yeah. Um. What? Oh, and then we get into the old whole other sub story of her kids are like starting to figure things out, figure out that things aren't what they seem, but also they get a dog. And the dog's name is Sparky because it bit a power outlet, which is like yeah. a che- which is a cheesy line, but it works because. It's on a sitcom, and sitcoms yeah. are full of cheesy lines. And this thing is, like, inter- introduced and dies in the same episode. Yeah, in the same episode. I have I have comments about that later. I mean, it's... It's... I, I want to think that it's a, a sort of a comment on, like, how disposable characters are. But... Well, no, I'd... I'd continue. Um... Because all this is happening while the while the twins are figuring out that, you know, not everything's as they seem. Maybe not everything that mom is saying is 100%, you know, true. And when the dog well, dies... and they acknowledge that she can bring things back to life. Well, th- well this is the thing. It's like when, when the dog dies... Like, they're just like, yeah, bring it back to life, mom. Because don't, don't they say at one point, like you did for dad? Or yeah, did, I, did I imagine that? I don't think they said you did that for dad. I, I think they said you've done it before. I mean, <laughs> and it's so funny because they lean so hard into her being a hypocrite. It's like, no, you have to understand that some things are forever. Some things you just can't go back for and, and da, da 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 And, you know, you can't, you just, you sit there and you be sad and you don't try to change it, which is in, in entirely an, antithetical is the word I'm looking for to okay. what she's been doing the whole show so far. So she's playing herself out to be a big hypocrite. Like she's, she's sad that her kids are sad. She's sad that she has to be a hypocrite to them. And I mean, as far as a setup for the final big bang at the end of this episode, um, it sets it up quite nicely and quite ironically. But before we get to that, um, you have something to say about the dog. I'm sure. No, no, it's, it's later on. It's later on. Oh, yes. Like in a later episode. Yeah, like in a later episode, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, the uh, the other thing that happens with the kids when they're talking about like who's di- who's you know died and what's mom talking about and what's she all sad about whatever because we saw what was it three or four episodes ago when Rambo asked her like weren't you a twin too like didn't didn't Ultron kill your brother so the kids start asking about him and it's like oh no he's not dead he's just far away which sets us up for the final big. Uh, big finale yeah, the big twist for that episode the big twist for that episode but it also comes at a really weird time because when they have the dog and i sh- i should have said this when we were talking about the dog she sort of like magics up a, a dog collar for the dog because like oh, i guess it's gonna be our dog now and she does it with the neighbor there and vision sort of says like, like what the I hell are you we doing yeah i thought we weren't doing that in front of people yeah, and she's oh well, you know it's about time that I be my real self, and you should be your real self too, and da 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 da. And then after him being at work all day and finding out that like what all this is, because he only has memories from within the hex because it's not the real him, right? right. Yeah, he this... can't remember anything before the hex. 
which they remedy in in two episodes with with Darcy and a bunch of exposition, which is awesome. But um, they're in the middle of a fight, and the, and the two of them just look like they're going to rip into each other, which where you're watching it. It's like, okay, cool, magic fight. Like, okay, you're awesome, you're awesome, you have powers, you have powers, go. And it gets r- broken up by the doorbell. But first, before that, I love the fact that she tries to change the reality so much that in the middle of their argument, she tries to roll the credits of the show. Yes. I thought that was so key. Like, the whole scene could have kept going, and it could have done everything that they do that we're going to talk about in a second but the fact that she thinks i'll just roll the credits and we'll just go into tomorrow and he's like no and he shakes it off and i'm like that's that of everything that they've done so far as far as the the sitcom setup i think that's probably the best gag that they've had other than like the 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 previews and or so yeah. the um commercials the, and whatnot. The commercials yeah the uh, what is it the I don't know which episode it is but the the Lagos paper towels yeah for for the messes you didn't expect to make because yeah. she blew up Lagos yeah which is pretty good but, um, uh, the end of that episode that you're talking about is her brother quote comes into town but it's not the Pietro from Age of Ultron it's the Pietro from X Men uh like the days of future past yeah series the one that's magneto's kid <laughs> yeah the one that's mag the one that's mag the the quicksilver from the uh from that x-men group and i don't know whether this was just me i don't i never watched the sh- what, what's it called with the fawns on it i never watched like happy days or anything like that but i know the stereotypes and the way he comes in and it's like hey what's going on don't you have a hug for your brother i'm like that came out of nowhere like that's not either of the Pietro mm-hmm. Maximoffs. Like, that doesn't yeah. work at all. But it was really cool because everybody, obviously, with that being the, the drop-off point, is like, oh my god, this is this is the introduction to X-Men, and we're they're, gonna bring all the they're X-Men They're like, in. is this... Does that mean... I, in my mind, I was like, does this mean all those X-Men movies are in canon now? Like, is oh. that a thing? And, I mean, now we know it's not, but... What I wanted, and it's sort of weird to, for us to talk about a cliffhanger two weeks late, but what I really wanted out of this was to be some kind of metaphor where it's like she's creating these people that she's lost out of the best bits of her memory, and her memory well, well, her memory's not perfect. About, yeah. Well, what's funny about that is that even like, okay, so Pietro shows up and Darcy's, you know, watching the thing on on watching WandaVision yes. on, the, on the TV. Oh my god, they and recast like, Pietro! Recast- yeah, she recasted Pietro? It's so good, and I, I think it's... Uh, we, we said it before, I know we said it in the last podcast, but it's gonna go so under the radar how good the the Darcy and Jimmy group are, because they, yeah. cre- they have... They create this outside thing where they know it's not really a sitcom, but they're still into the sitcom. And, yeah, they're still into the sitcom. And it's such all. and it's such a little like it's it's like endearing to a certain degree because they're the two of them were sitting there at the monitor. They're supposed to be monitoring what's happening in this in this anomaly and trying to figure it out and be all scientific and shit. But like when she had the twins, they're like sitting there eating the popcorn and Jimmy's crying and I'm like, yeah. like you couldn't like this show is so unique in that you can know it's real, treat it like it's fake, and even while you're treating it like it's fake, treat it like it's real. Mm-hmm. Like the concept of this, like blows my mind to us to a certain degree because it's a show about a show, but even the show in the show is is real. Um, 
but yeah, no, that was a big cliffhanger, and we would have had a, we would have had a whole podcast to say, oh my god, what are they going to do with this and speculate and and whatever. But, but then we did. So but, <laughs> but then we didn't. So um, I just ten seconds on. Oh my god, what are they going to do now? What they're going to do they're now? They're going to have the Halloween episode that every sitcom has. They're going to have the Halloween sitcom that every that every uh, sitcom has. But also, this is the episode that made up like most of the initial trailers. When yeah. We, when we were first, when we first got the Comic Con announcement, when we first got the announcement that this show was happening, so much of it was from this episode. If for no other reason than they're in like mock-ups of their actual comic costumes. Mm-hmm. Um. I like how they explain those too in this episode as well because oh, yeah. what, what, what did she say she's a sokovian she's fortune a, teller she's or something a sokovian like that. fortune teller and he is a, a luchador a, me- a mexican wrestler yeah yeah i i kind of want uh what which superman or sorry which spider-man was it where he's like in the cage fight with randy savage i think that's the first one with toby mcguire yeah so now we need to like resurrect Macho Man Randy Savage and we need to have Bonesaw versus Vision. It's not going to happen, obviously. No. But it's it's kind of like me still wanting my my fight between Hulk the Thing and Drax. It's probably not going to happen, but it's it's fine. Um all the tropes of the Halloween episodes. Um one of the things we didn't mention, sorry, in the fight with her and Vision was like he's basically calling her on the fact that he's created this whole world. She's created this whole world for herself and that's why there's no other children around. So Oh yeah, he mentions how there's no other he goes, "Where are all the why are the why are our kids the only kids in town?" Yeah, cuz what he's, he's he's really specific though cuz he's like I I drive past that school every day on the way to work and I never see any other children. So clearly now you do a Halloween episode so she can pull a bunch of kids out of her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I noticed that I'm like, hey, look, there's a bunch of kids now. There's a whole bunch of it's. Um, he has to go to he has to go be part of the neighborhood watch, which was you know not the neighborhood watch at all. He, I'm I'm gonna jump around because this is one of the coolest things of the episode, but also it happens towards the end. The idea of Vision trying to escape the Hex and trying to tell the people outside what's going on while he's literally falling apart in a reality where he's not alive anymore. Visually, probably one of the coolest things they've done on the show so far, but also also kind of legitimately heartbreaking because he does yes. look terrified. Um, it's hard to say because he's a robot, but Paul Bettany is like all over the place with this character, and I think it's kind of fucking awesome. Um, it's also kind of funny that... I wonder that... if they're going to explain that at some point, because we've already, uh, we've already established that things that come out of the hex, like, well, I guess Vision's the one thing, because it technically doesn't exist anymore in the hex. Well, the thing is, like... But, or, he does, because we talk about how he, she brought his body, it, clearly his body is in the hex. And things that go into the hex can come out how they were, but they come out as how they were in the hex. So it's slightly confusing uh, from a narrative standpoint how. I, I do think they can. I, I do. I do think they can draw a sliver of of difference between the two because he was him being alive again was created as part of the hex 
world as part of that reality, whereas the other people like Monica Rambeau are people who came from the outside into that reality and back again, whereas they weren't part of it. Like, I'm going to guess we're going to get to the end and we're going to see a flashback to her actually creating this universe, and it's going to be her basically giving him a live skin again, for lack of a better term, and then creating a world around them. So I think that it that's not very different. I mean, I'm going to be pretty I'm going to be pretty frank with how intrigued I am with the episodes and how it keeps me in and everything and I'm like, "Oh fuck, now I have to watch the next one." Basically, whatever unless it's like unless it's like the shittiest bullshit where they're just like, "Oh, because fuck off." That's that's why. Basically, I'm probably going to be okay with it. <laughs> Uh, well, see, and I thought I thought I, I had figured out their their way around that because obviously you got to wonder what happens to Vision if the hex goes away. You got to wonder what happens to the kids if they if they I, if they. I, if, I'm gonna put this down right now. Mm. Those kids make it out of the hex. Can't call Vision, but those kids make it out of the hex just because we already know Hawkeye is training his daughter. Oh yeah, they're setting up the Young Avengers for sure. Yeah, they're setting up Young Avengers. Spider-Man, so. the new the new Black Widow. Um what else is there? There's some uh Cassie Lang. Yes, Cassie Lang. Uh yeah, so they're Apparently up- apparently we're getting Ironheart eventually, which Ooh. I'm I'm intrigued I'm intrigued by it. I don't know. Iron Man was probably the best cast of the initial Avengers members. Well, they have for me when it comes to casting, they haven't fucked up so far, so I'm going to I'm going to let them roll with it. I mean, the only one I could sort of go with not would be Paul Rudd, but that's because I don't like him and I don't really care for the character, so that's sort of a one-two punch. So I'm trying yeah. to be fair at how I look at that. Although news today, I mean, we should say we're recording this on February 20th. News I read today the uh, the hold off rights for Punisher and for Jessica Jones have expired with Netflix. Yeah, so so they'll be in something soon. I'm super excited. We already talked about in one of our previous podcasts about the whole Daredevil coming into Spider-Man thing, but I'm sorry, Punisher and Jessica Jones are way higher on the list for me. I know Daredevil is something you're looking forward to, but. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then all they have to do is bring over Iron Fist, and you're fine. And hopefully, fix him. <laughs> so what you're saying is he needs an iron fix? Yes, he does need an iron fix. Nice. He uh, let's let's continue because I don't I don't I don't want to go negative because <laughs> I I lo- I love this Wandavision show. Yeah, you do. It's fucking awesome. And I just, I, have, I just had to I throw some totally... Iron Fist in there. I'm totally stoked for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. It looks like almost buddy cop, kind of, but they're not cops. They're heroes. Yeah, I guess this is as good a spot as any to let people know that seeing as we've kind of done every other week reviews for Wanda anyway, due to our schedules being messed up and whatever, we are just going to intentionally set a system in place where every two weeks we're going to do two episodes. That'll be the thing going forward for Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. Um, some weeks off will just be a week off. Some weeks off we'll do some other do, something, yeah. do some other content or review a movie. I know we're still looking at doing Unbreakable Split Glass at some point, but also there's current movies coming down the pike. I will say, 
uh, on a scheduling note more than anything else. I think it's kind of cool that we have the end of WandaVision and then one week off and then the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And somewhere in the middle, uh, HBO is dropping the Snyder Cut. So depending on That'd how that goes, yeah. de- depending on how that goes and how much of a talking point it is, we might might come up and, and talk about that. I know I'm springing this on you on the fly. We did not talk about this. <laughs> But uh, if it's worth talking about, maybe we'll have yeah. a talk about it, and then we'll start Falcon and Winter Soldier with Episode 2, doing Episodes 1 and 2. So, yeah, those of you that have noticed we're only kind of doing this every other week, it's actually the thing we're now. Gonna, yeah, we're. I'd like to say we were doing it on accident before, but usually shit would happen. Yeah, we. we you mean you like to say we were doing it on purpose before, but we weren't. Yeah, we weren't. We were not doing it on purpose before. Yeah. But also, like, when we tried, we were, it turned out that we were doubling up our work and cranking out, like, two podcasts in a night, which is also not always feasible. One of the podcasts always suffers when we do that. Well, one of them One of them is clearly more energetic than the other one. Well, the other one was Joker. So, WandaVision was a lot more energetic. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyways, getting back to what we were saying, the vision, the vision escape was awesome. Uh, they were doing the, uh, the, uh, fourth wall breaking sitcom style, which I think is really good. I said this before and I'm going to say it again. The way that, wait, hang, hang on, before we go to that episode, uh, before we go to that episode, I don't think we talked about the end of the episode before. So vision is trying to get out. I'm still, I'm still talking about the Halloween episode. Oh, okay, all right. Because they did the fourth wall break, especially with the kids, talking about, oh, mom's been weird recently, ever since Uncle Pietro came along. Oh, okay. All right, continue. Anyways, uh, no, the fourth wall stuff is kind of fun, and I just want to double down again on what I said before. Um, The fact, uh, it's more so Elizabeth Olsen, but also Paul Bettany, the way that they have seamlessly gone from 50s tropes to 60s tropes to 70s tropes, 80s tropes, and balance that out with playing their real characters at the same time is insane. And the way they switch gears once again and start doing the straight-to-camera, uh, first-person shot type stuff, it just it just continues that, but it's worth saying again because every time they do it, it makes it more true. I'm just, I'm just fawning over these characters because they're great. Don't mind me. Um, we start seeing uh, the, the twins have powers. Oh, by the way, I was about to say, the, the twins' costumes are also very reminiscent of their Marvel costumes as well. I, I'm not gonna lie, I loved all of them. Visions kind of looked like pajamas. Like, Visions looked straight I mean, up like pajamas. But, like, Wanda's looked like, if it didn't look so cheap, it could be an actual, uh, mm-hmm. thing. But what's a his... lot of people are now drawing her with the the headgear, yeah. her regular Marvel costume, but with the headgear. Yeah, because the thing is, whatever her like, it doesn't look ba- it doesn't look cheesy at all. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can draw a fine line between um, what they had before, which was just her in clothes that happened to be mostly red sometimes, and her having somewhat of a hero costume, but not going like full cartoony with it. Like, they will find, I mean, and Marvel's earned earned it from us at this point, they will find a happy medium in that mix. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, switching over to the other side for a second, look at something like DC. Jason Momoa does not look like cartoon Aquaman. No. <laughs> Much to the delight of all the ladies out there, I'm sure. Um, but I just thought, 
this was a way to go totally silly and enjoy the cartoony aspects of those characters in a way that didn't actually make them look goofy because we know within the context of the episode that they're not real. And I thought this must the way this show goes and the way this show warps around and it's gonna it's it kind of sucks because when we get to Falcon and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier is gonna feel a lot more plain and a lot more gritty by comparison creatively there's nothing that they can't do on WandaVision because they'll either they'll either explain it away with magic with multiple realities with oh you're inside the hex versus you're outside the hex creatively I don't creatively I don't think there's anything they can't do on this show but then on top of that to be able to do something totally goofy like the like the Halloween costumes here like it must be such a fun show to work on I would imagine (sighs) I I would imagine as well. This whole time, too, uh, in this episode, Pietro is being like, what? He's being he's being the brother that like the deadbeat brother, I guess. The one that like never grew up. It's like, oh, Uncle Pietro like lives in our basement. He's being he's being games all the time. He's being Joey from Full House. Yes. He's on, like, I want to say he's being Uncle Jesse, but he's more being Joey from Full House. He's, like, the other cool guy that lives in our house, mm-hmm. which is funny because that had Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen on it, who were twins. Now you've got their sister on this show, who's a twin, who had twins. Twins. Hey, it all works. It's all good. And she's the only sister I think we talk about now, because I don't think the other Olsen sisters do anything anymore i think they help i think one of them is a producer on this show i know i okay as weird as this sounds and as weird as this is for me to know i think they like dropped out of acting and did like fashion for a while i don't know uh i don't know anything past that i mean like the two of them played one baby on a show like forever ago and to the point where they didn't even come back when the thing became a netflix thing so I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was a producer or some sort of contributor on this show. They they get to work with their sister. Like, how cool is that? Like, the Russo brothers aren't doing too bad. Um, But, yeah, no, he's definitely the Joey character. He's definitely, like, because Vision has to go out and do the neighborhood watch thing, he's like, oh, you need you need a strong, manly figure for your episode. Hey, I'll let, let Uncle Pietro step in. And one of them's obviously dressed up to be exactly like him because it's Speed. The other one uh, that's Wiccan is... Not really dressed like uh, Wanda, but more similar to her. So there's your visual cues of what their powers are going to be eventually. Um, get later on into the episode and you see him having his, like, sort of a mental fit because he knows that his dad's in trouble because his dad tried to escape and is literally falling apart in front of us. Um Pietro and Speed, I don't know the the actual names so i'm gonna go wicked and speed because it, it's easier to remember yeah um they're speeding around they're getting all the candy they're doing all they're making all the mischief or whatever but i like the fact that wiccan when he realizes something's wrong he's able to just raise his hand up and stop his brother's speed force and mm-hmm. be like no you gotta stop we gotta like figure out what the fuck's going on and the dumbest thing and this is where we get once again into, like, who knows that they're on a show and who doesn't, who's, like, trapped in the reality and who's not. When Pietro is like, oh, don't worry about it, sis. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. And she, like, blasts him across the... Um... Three times. Three times? He dies. Yeah, he dies twice in um, 
He dies twice in Infin- in uh, Infinity Wars. Wanda but, kills him the first but, but, time. But, do, but do, does, he di- does he die twice, though? Because the first death is undone. So if you looked he at it, he dies twice. If, if you look, no, because they rewind. Can't die three times. They they rewind time, so that he's still alive, so that so that Thanos can kill him. He's so if twice. if you look at the timeline after that correction, there's only one death, and I'm just being a dick. He's the only I'm one, just yeah. being a dick. Stop. <laughs> okay, do we could take any movie with time travel and have that kind of argument, and that could be the whole podcast. It's again. It's it's why stuff like this gets a lot of latitude. Like anything gets wiped away with magic or time travel or multiple realities or. <laughs> so when you got just a guy with wings and a guy with a metal arm going around beating people up. Maybe I was wrong. I think I must have saw. I must have seen something uh, different because they're not. They're not showing up as anything right now. What do you mean? And I. I was still looking up if uh, if uh, Mary Kate or Ashley were uh, <laughs> were producers on the show, and I was just okay. like, I I think I fucking made that up. I could have sworn that I saw their name in the credits. It is one of those cool things to to know. Like I uh, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I I was really into uh, what's it called? Uh, why is my brain not working? Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and people that have been following this channel long enough will remember when me and Bird actually tried to start reviewing episodes of Walking Dead, and then that kind of didn't go anywhere, and then life got in the way and whatever. But if you follow the story of The Walking Dead, the amount of actors, both currently on the show and actors that have died on the show but still come back, that have come back and produced an episode or directed an episode or written an episode is kind of awesome. Because it's kind of the um, the whole industry sort of recycling itself. Um, a, a great wrestling example would be Corey Graves. Got injured way too early in his career, so immediately they tried him out in that commentator role, and now he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I love hearing shit like that. So if, if it turns out that one of the other Olsons is working behind the scenes on this show, I'll love to hear that, because that's an awesome yeah, little... Yeah, I think I, I think I fucking made... You think you made that, that up? up? I think I... <laughs> dreamed it or something because when i type mary kate and ashley olsen wandavision it's just a bunch of articles being like oh they had like an episode like the full house quote episode yeah and are they gonna make like a cameo if there comes a point you know what it is now that you mentioned that you know in the big fight with thanos when dr strange fights thanos and he makes like a hundred of himself to fight yeah. Thanos. If Wanda does something like that and she's in a fight and she needs help and she like splits herself into three pieces and it's her and her two sisters, but like made to look similar enough that they could just be like pieces of her, I think that would be really cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think they're like, mm, that's not, let's see. Uh, let's see. Responds to speculation about Mary Kate and Ashley making a uh, cameo. I'm going full into the rabbit hole now. Nice. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I was going to say, are we just going to listen to you Google like we listened to you close the door that one time? Yeah, um, exactly. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm literally going by jot notes at this point, but sometime in this episode, it's talking about the real world, talking about the sword agents outside the uh, the hex. We did get the sort of the reveal that Rambo has powers because she went through and came back, and she's she been could, like could have powers they at this point. She doesn't yeah. have powers yet. They said they basically open the door for her to have powers because it rewrites her like DNA on like a cellular level. Yeah. But like they pull out like a a cat, what is it? A cat scan. And it's supposed to be like a scan of all her brain activity. And it's just like a blank page and all her readings are off. And it's like, Oh, we need to take these readings again because you know, these are clearly wrong. And she's like, well, no, no, I've got stuff to do. He's and then like, Dar- yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. And then Darcy comes back later on and says, like, no, nah, if you go back through the hex again, like this, this might be a bit fucked. <laughs> like it is what it is. Um, but that's sort of thrown in randomly as inside the hex we have, you know. I think that's a nod for the uh, for the comic book enthusiasts because I mean, well, they they Monica do. Rambo become is proton. Photon. In the... Photon. Yeah. I call her. I think I said it. Did I say Proton? Yeah, you did. I'm watching way too many other people's YouTube content on this. That's the I only mean, way I'm... you're probably right. I, I... Well, if I'm right, it's because other people that I'm watching are right. I can't even take credit. So, yes, here comes that point in the podcast where I tell you guys... No, to... you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> here comes that point in the podcast where I say, Proton, if you want other content like this... Proton, Pulsar, and then later she debuts as Spectrum... Which is an internet provider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, not in their universe. Okay. In, I was just, <laughs> in our much, in our much lamer universe. I was gonna say, if her power is internet, like, what does she do? She shoots porn beams at people. But I will say, just, just because, saying, just because there are men with internet powers. Just because there's people out there that hate when I say this, I'm gonna reference my sources. Go check out What Culture. Go check out Emergency Awesome. And for that one guy in the comment section, go check out Cinema Sins because they're all awesome, and they're where I get 90% of my information from. Carrying on, what's the response to Vision leaving the hex and basically dying? We expand the hex. So yeah, that he's not outside the hex anymore. Yeah, and the one, uh, the one that ends up being what Wiccan is gonna his name. Yes. Uh, he's like something's happening with Dad. You have to save him, kind of thing. So she just makes the hex bigger. Yeah, she which freezes is everything for the next episode. She does. It does. So it, I, takes, it pulls Darcy in, and it pulls a bunch of Shield agents in there, and they, they turn into camp. a circus. Yeah, and it turns into a circus. I will say, though, and I i know it was supposed to be really intense and really, like, action-packed and a tense moment and whatever, when the Hex is expanding and S.H.I.E.L.D., or, sorry, S.W.O.R.D. is retreating, it really just does look like a bunch of people running from a wall. Mm-hmm. And it does, it comes off a little more comically to me than I think they wanted it to. One thing we didn't touch on in this entire episode is the idea that the closer to the center of the Hex you are, the more closer you are to Wanda, the more active a character you are in her yeah, life. Yeah, I was about to say, it's less its less about being closer to the center. It's more about being closer to Wanda. Well, I think she's situated further, closer to the center of it. Because the further away you are, the further to the edges you are of the Hex, the like less you're doing. You're just a drone on repeat. And then when he exactly. got right out to the edge, it was just people frozen. Mm-hmm. Because 
her brother does ask her at one point, it's like, how do you keep all these people? Like, where do you get all these people from when you need them? And he's like, what, you just keep the, keep the rest of them sleeping half the time so you don't traumatize them. And that's, like... Except, so Vision sees one lady, and all she's doing is, like, hanging up something and then taking it down. And then hanging up, trying to hang up one corner. She, she's hanging up one corner of, like, a banner or something. I think, I think it's, like, Halloween decorations yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's Halloween decorations. As she's doing it, there's, like, a tear coming down. Oh, my God. Face. Okay. She's, like, not totally under because of how far she is from Wanda, but she is still clearly not in control of what she's doing. I, I'm pretty sure you might not have, but have you seen the movie Get Out? I know enough about it, yeah. Know enough about it. There's, it's, that one scene is so similar to a couple of the characters in Get Out, because in Get Out, basically, you know, it's it's white people that have bought the right to be inside these black people's bodies, and they're basically, like, you know, inceptioning in their bodies, but they still exist in the background, so they yeah. still, like, cry because they're, like, helpless to the new inhabitant, basically, in their body. This was so, like, I love that. I'm, there's a lot of messages in that movie that are questionable, and I'm not going to get into it because people will hate me. But this one scene where he comes across that one woman that's sort of just trapped in motion is so reminiscent of that and took the show really quickly to such a dark place. Again, I'm very impressed because there's all, like, the kooky, magical Halloween, let's all have costumes and whatever, and then you get out here into this, like, dire situation where people are basically frozen in place. Because after that woman, who's barely moving at all, you get to the people that are literally just frozen where they stand at the outskirts of, of the town before he reaches the wall. But um, it's it's dark. <laughs> it's a little bit dark mm -hmm. because you wouldn't have... It's But again, it gets back to like, well, that's what a sitcom is like. Like, the characters don't exist until they need them for an episode. Like, if you think of any sitcom... The, the kid's school doesn't exist until they need an episode that revolves around something at the school. So mm -hmm. now it retroactively makes you think about every sitcom you ever grew up on in a really, really weird sort of way, which I think is really cool. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and now I can't think. Oh, the last thing we see as the hex expands is one of the people that gets sucked into the hex is Darcy. So we're left to wonder what's Darcy going to turn into in the hex. Except, except we're not because we're going to the last episode. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, come on. I wanted to do five seconds of cliffhanger or something. Nope. No, because there's a good cliffhanger, an actual cliffhanger at the end of this episode. Oh, I have to say, have you seen the post credit scene? What? There's a post-credit scene of that episode? Of the one that was just yesterday? Um, yeah. hang on. Talk. I'm gonna look this up. You guys are gonna hear my actual thoughts. <laughs> okay. But the other episodes haven't had a post-credit scene. I've checked every single one. Just Wait, there's a post-credit for every single episode? Is there? No. No, I'm, saying, I, I'm saying I've checked every single one. I believe this is the first one. Okay, hang on. I just checked everything because Marvel sort of set the standard for the post-credit scene. It's why I don't leave a theater when the movie. Well, that's why. Okay, so the first couple episodes, I I didn't. Uh, I watched. I waited till the end, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess they're not doing it. I'm trying. I'm looking for the video right now. 
You guys are going to hear me. This is riveting audio. I know, it's riveting audio. I'm going to just let it, let it be intentionally awkward. You're going to let it be intentionally awkward? Yeah, I am. I'm actually going to take a nice long sip of my drink because I'm losing my voice like I usually do. Great. I get. I don't have sound. Why is there no sound? Hang on. Oh, it's because it's over here. I don't want it from the speaker bar. I want it into which headphones? These? Are these the right headphones? Yes. Okay. I'm watching it. So she's going over to the house and peeking in. I'm just going to explain the credits. You're, you're narrating the post credit scene. I am. I'm narrating it. Okay, she's going into the basement now. Is this the basement of... Oh, okay, it's the basement of her house. Oh, rewind. Okay, that was... Was that it? Was what it? Was the thing about... The guy that got, that, said, that came go. up and said Snooper's going to snoop? Yep. That was that it. Was, that was the whole in. Okay. That, that was All it. right. Anyway, so now we can talk about the episode, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I didn't know there was a post credit scene. Live reactions. See, we keep introducing new stuff. We introduce you doing live reactions to stuff. We introduce Travis for his riveting uh, commentary on the upcoming, uh, <laughs> what was it, Godzilla and yeah, Kong. Like, I have no we are idea. constantly adding new aspects to the show because we're progressive like that. that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have any notes for this, so I'm just going to go ahead and say this is the episode that completes Wanda's compl like mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Everything keeps changing. All the bits of reality well, keep changing. Well, it's now changing against her will. Like, yeah. I thought, I thought this whole thing was going to be a clearly she's expanded her powers too much, and so since she made the hex bigger, she's losing more control of the details of what's going on. I think it, it could be because of the expansion, but like, the expansion itself. And the fact that she couldn't keep track of a whole world before she expanded. Plus, she's just losing control of her individual situation. I think those things all layer on top of each other. Because even even when the Hex, before the Hex expanded, she had people calling her out on her, on her stuff, right? Like, Vision figured stuff out. Vision's co-worker, you know, was saying stuff. You know, Agnes, who we'll talk about later, was saying but those stuff. Are, but those are her not having control over... People that have like individual like personalities. And yeah, stuff. But remember She's remember the episode where she was having her. Deep. Remember the episode when she was having her kid, and the stork kept on coming by to like piss her off, and she tried to magic it away, and it didn't work. And then when she's in labor, obviously the pipes burst because ha ha ha, her water broke, and all that kind of stuff. But I just, as as a metaphor for her having a mental breakdown, the whole world sort of going in and out of phase worked really well. The, the one, it wasn't the most impressive by far, but the one that kind of got me was when her kids came up and it was like, there's something wrong with our game. And it goes from like a GameCube controller to like an Atari controller to something like, else, uh, to like, a, like to a deck of Uno cards. And something about that, because the rest of the world, you can, if you want to put on a cynical hat, you're like, oh, they've clearly got a green screen there and it just keeps flipping through stuff. And if you want to be cynical, then don't watch this show. But... 
it's different when it's something that one of the characters is actually interacting with, and I thought it was just a really neat thing. But Agnes comes over and immediately offers to babysit the kids and even makes a joke that about if the kids misbehave, I ate a kid once. Because <laughs> that's not dark. And Vision, for some reason, is still exactly where she left him after she brought him sort of back into the hex or made the hex take him back she didn't in bring him she brought him back she made the hex bring him in so he was still yeah. like on the outskirts of town yeah like over, well, by, well, over by the circus now. well that's that's why i correct myself like she didn't bring him back in she sort of made the hex scoop him up <laughs> but she he, he meets up with darcy and sort of realizes who she is but as a as a wandavision character she's the escape artist of the of the circus. Of the circus, yeah. And who, when she doesn't get it at first, she thinks that he's just hitting on her, which was hilarious. It's awesome because Kat Dennings is a sitcom person. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's going to pull, pull off the sort of kooky, campy stuff, it's going to be her. But then he zaps her out of it. She decks the strong man, who's like a foot taller than her. And they mm -hmm. just get away in his like full awful van. And uh, yeah, and in the funnel cake van. Fu funnel cake, sorry. Um, and it's just an exposition dump after that. Yeah, like, it's just like, here's everything that happened to you outside of the hex. You don't listen to all of it, but basically you come back into parts of their conversation where she's like, yeah, and then you died. <laughs> well, she killed you, technically, but it was yeah. to save the universe. I mean, half the universe, but then the bad guy rewinded things, and then he killed you. So, yeah, so, so what am I now? I don't know. <laughs> I thought uh, she was going to say something profound, and I think it would have been weird coming out of the Darcy character. But in that moment, I was like, you're an Avenger. Yeah. No, but I thought that it was... That would have been like, <laughs> but if I, now, after I see the, after I, like, finish the episode and everything, I see it. Had she said that, I feel like it would have been out of character for yeah. her. And see, I was thinking the opposite when that happened, was uh, I thought we were going to get a really cheesy sort of sitcom moment. Like, when somebody finishes up with a big struggle and then oh what do i do now and somebody comes and puts a loving hand on their shoulder and is like you go be whatever you want to be i'm like don't do that please don't, don't do that do it. like don't do it there's a time for that and it is not now um so we found out in the actually in the last episode that monica rambo was figuring out what kinds of radiation were in the wall of the hex and what she would need to get through it she had some sort of technician that was going to give her some kind of magic vehicle to get through the hex without being transformed again because darcy tells her like yeah look yeah they talked about it in an earlier episode where she's like drawing up the schematics for this thing and she's like i need something that has like this kind of armor plating and this kind of this and blah 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 okay and here's here's what i love right we did a podcast not too long ago about spider-man and about all the things that are rumored to be in spider-man and we made some pretty redonkulous suggestions slash hey this might happen this might lead to this whatever because marvel lets you do that but the people that immediately thought that this was how they were going to introduce the fantastic four and that the fantastic four were just going to magically give her like a tank but like a super tech Reed nerd. richards was yeah. gonna show up yeah super nerdy like tech tank and it's like no and it just ends up being that would be a dumb way to introduce the fantastic four to introduce the fantastic four as tech support 
You introduce the Fantastic Four in a post-credit scene where they like show up for a second so that everybody can be like, "Oh, holy fuck!" I that's, mean, that's how you introduce. I mean, the I won't be, Four. I won't be holy fuck, but all right, it's fine. It's fine. Bring back Jessica Alba disappearing and she becomes a floating bra for the whole movie. It's 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 okay. It's all good. But I mean, a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people, like even the people whose opinions that I usually go to, saying that the reveal was disappointing. I don't think the reveal was disappointing at all. I think it made total total logical sense. She went to another military connection that she had, who was a friend of her mother's, and basically said like, "Hey, this is our like space whatever it is drone," and they bring out this six wheel thing to drive. Basically, in. it's like a really souped up moon buggy basically. Yeah, and you get the idea that it's been reinforced, like, for I don't know if you're fighting on a radioactive planet. I'm, I'm pulling things out of my ass because I don't remember what they actually said. But the minute I saw this, the minute I saw that they she had gone to somebody and created a vehicle where it would cause things not to be changed by going through the wall of the hex immediately, and I was immediately proven wrong, but immediately I thought, if that thing can go through the wall of the hex without changing anything inside it, that'll be how Vision and the kids get out. And then, but, and then immediately she tries to go through the wall of the hex, and the front of it turns it's into like, the wall of the hex is like, mm, fuck you, basically. It turns this big high tech like tank drone thing into like Jimmy John's pickup from down the road. <laughs> it like. It, she, like, tries to get through it, and it starts rewriting everything. First, it won't let her through, and then it starts, like, driving up the side of it, and then as it's, like, I guess falling in from, from Oh, gravity, to, see, to, to see the wall of the hex come up through the bottom of the... Again, yeah. I'm, I'm getting hung up on visuals a lot on this show, but the way that they saw that sort of coming up through the floor, it was the digital equivalent of, okay, your your car just, like, flew out into the water, and you're seeing the water come up. But yeah, it, well, except basically. it was like the digital signal, and she was running from the digital signal diagonally because her car. I I'm making hand motions that nobody can see because this is an audio platform. But mm -hmm. basically, her car is on an angle, so she's trying to escape at an angle so she doesn't get absorbed in all this like static mess that she's in. Mm -hmm. But then that big, you know, reinforced armored thing that tried to go through the hex. Could I? Can we talk about before we go into that? Can we talk about how like. I don't know what it was about the vehicle because it gets half transformed before it gets thrown back out. And so it's like still souped up moon buggy from like the middle back. Yep. And it's like a van. And from the and from front. the front and from the front it's Billy John's pickup truck. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know what it was, but they didn't hang on it too long, but I feel like it yeah. looked the way they were able to do it. And still, because it looked like there's a little bit of the hex still, like, in on the seam of those two realities, basically. Yes. I don't know. I thought it looked really cool. I thought it looked really cool. That's not a gag you can do too many times. Like, I didn't want to see, like, the, the bee catcher or whatever that came up out of the pipe. I don't want to see him stuck halfway in the wall and half of him is normal and half of him is, is spaced out. That's a gag they can do, like, once or twice. If... After that, they keep doing it. So they, oh, look, we did a bunch of half stuff. That that'll get old really quick. But in if this being the first one that I can imagine where they did that, I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was done pretty well. Just don't do it 
don't repeat the joke too many times. And they also don't freeze on it very long. No. Like, you don't get a very good look at it. No, you get enough of a look just to see, like, what they're implying. Mm-hmm. But I, what I, what okay. I, sorry, go ahead. So she, so she gets out of the van. She's able to get out before it gets flung off into the distance. And then in her mind, she's like, I can still get through it. So she takes off back towards the hex, run and run, and she's able to push through it. And I'm like, this is what happens. This is where she becomes photon. This is when she gets her powers. And this is the first time we've seen a visualization of what it's like for somebody to go through that wall. Because we we saw Vision come through the wall in the previous episode where he's coming apart and whatever, but we didn't see it from his point of view. We just saw it from the point of view of people that saw it on the other side. This This sort of... It wasn't slow motion, but it felt like slow motion at the same time of her going through and sort of getting torn apart and put back together and torn apart and put back together and all the voiceovers from the Captain Marvel movie and all that sort of thing. And she comes out on the other side still looking the same. Or, yeah, I would say looking the same, not being the same, because obviously she's been taken apart and put back together a bunch of times. I want. I kind of want Rocket Raccoon to show up and just do his little speech about taking, being taken apart and put back together and taken apart. And then you can bring in Nebula because she was taken apart and put back together and taken apart and put back together. Marvel Universe is really just made up of a bunch of puzzle people, is what I'm realizing as I say that. But she goes to Wanda's place and tries to tries to like reason with Wanda. Which makes no sense if you think about it from Wanda's point of view, because as far as she's concerned, this chick is one of the people that just sent a drone to strike her house. Pretty much, yeah. Like, it's not true, and we know it's not true. Like, the dramatic irony is there. But, as far as she's concerned, but at the same time, she gets knocked back and lands on the on the concrete, and you see the, the blue energy for the first time, and you get this idea that something's going on. Actually, I'm a liar. She came through the wall, and her eyes were all lit up blue, and she could see mm. the fakeness of the world. Like, she could see the uh, through other spectrums and see all the energy radiating off of everything, like, all the mm-hmm. energy that it took to make that world. I thought that was a really cool thing. Yeah. And like you said with the truck, they didn't, they didn't stay on that too long. They just sort of let you see, like, hey, this is what she's seeing for a second. Because apparently, apparently, you can tell me if you know differently, because you know more about the comics than I do, apparently one of photons things is she can see things in different spectrums like she can go yes. to infrared she can go to night vision she can go to like energy vision so for her to see the fakeness of that world while she's stood in it i thought was a really cool thing and something mm-hmm. i hope they play with later on down the line uh also i would like to add that when she does make it to the other side she uh does a pseudo superhero landing yeah, she does. And I, as soon as I'm like, this is where she gets her powers, and then as soon as she came out, she lands one knee down, fist on the ground. I go superhero landing. Yep. Thanks for that, Deadpool. She nailed the superhero landing. Anyway, so they're about to have a huge fight, which I'm sure is going to happen eventually, because up until the end of this episode that we're going to talk about in a second, they've done a pretty good job of playing the story that Wanda is the main character of this show, but she's also 
kind of the villain without really meaning to be. So you could have seen very, very easily, like, if they were going to have, like, you know, big old magic fight, like Wanda, who's sort of coming to grips with her powers, and Photon, who's like, oh, shit, I got powers. <laughs> but then out comes Agnes, the good neighbor Agnes, who's always there. I messed up the joke there. That sucks. Yeah. And basically says, you know what, you need to leave her alone. You know, Wanda, why don't you come with me? And she brings her to the house. And things just aren't right. Like, without without out and out saying it, the inside of Agnes's house is kind of gothic looking. And she says she's going to get her... I think she says she's going to get her some tea or whatever, but then she looks and sees the sandwiches and the... Sandwiches on the table and the, the kids' program on the TV. And where, where, where are the twins? And she says, oh, well, the twins are playing down in the basement, and the basement is creepy as fuck. Like, if this was a different kind of show, this is, like, this is where the rapist lives. Because yeah. it's super creepy basement, with full of a bunch of, like, gothic imagery and all that sort of thing. Uh, doors closed, Agnes comes down, introduces herself as Agatha Harkness. You get the whole, what, you didn't think you, you were... You get a montage of what she's been doing. Oh, not yet, not yet. God. Not yet. I think the, the best thing first was... Uh, did you think you were the only one in here that could do magic? And she's petting the rabbit. Like, she's doing the evil villain strokes the cat thing, except with a rabbit. Mm -hmm. And then they do... They do they do the montage of all the things that she's said in place over the last couple of things, but they give her her own show introduction, as if, yeah. to, as if to say, this show that you've been watching all along was actually the Agatha show. Which I think is awesome. And it leaves you with um, Wanda's face crackling with energy, but it's crackling with the purple energy of, of Agatha Harkness, not her own like bright red energy. Mm -hmm. So is she momentarily brainwashed? We don't know. Where are the twins? It's an actual cliffhanger. Well, it's more like a basement hanger. Because they're not, cause they're, cause no. they're not on, they're not no. on a cliff. No. <laughs> Nope, you don't get that one. That was bad. That was really... That wasn't even a dad joke, dude. That one didn't even make sense. Well, that's good, because I don't have any kids, so if I tried to tell a dad joke, that would be a real faux pas. <laughs> Which does leave us with the basement hanger. Uh, we go into the credits, and then we get to the post credit scene that Kristen just watched live with all of you. Which is Photon sneaking around Agatha Harkness's house, taking a peek into the basement, seeing all the purple energy radiating out from outside. And we see the return of, it's not Pietro, but we don't know who the hell it actually is. And he just says, snoopers are going to snoop, eh? And we don't know what happens to Monica. We don't know what's happened to Wanda. We really don't know where Vision Yeah, that's is. true. Vision flew off, too, and left Darcy... In a uh, in in, in the, the van in the in the what is it the funnel cake truck the funnel cake truck so because we don't know where anyone is until he decides to kids are. until he decides to fly away I do like the gag of because Wanda controls the city like she keeps on bringing in more things that are going to block them from actually coming back into the city like there's construction and then there's a long traffic light and then there's a teacher with a, like a string of kids like taking them from nowhere to nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't know where... And then Wanda... And then uh, Vision has a moment where he's like, oh yeah, I could just fly. And he just leaves. <laughs> I do like in this episode as well because they were doing the... Um, 
what is it, Modern Family, where they they sit down outside of what's actually happening and talk about it, whatever. Yeah, and they he, have and, the interview. And he's doing that and literally stops him and is like, why am I doing this? I need to go find my wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This is all kinds of fun. I think we're, we're, we're rambling through it because we just dissected three episodes in one podcast. But this is this is just a lot of fun. Like, there's so much they could do with this. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that the one that we thought was Pietro is actually Mephisto or Nightmare. Nightmare is speculated to be the main villain of, of um, what's it called? Multiver- um, Multiverse uh, of Madness? Yeah. So yeah. either one of those is fine. Those are not characters that I've seen in a show or a movie before. So that's cool for me. Uh, if it's the other way around, if he's somebody that's just sort of working with and for uh, Agatha, that's that's also pretty cool. There was, before we figured out who he actually was, there was the idea that Wanda, the same way that she had projected uh, an alive version of Vision onto his dead body, uh, she had also taken her memories of her brother and just projected them onto some random citizen in the city, and that's why it didn't look like her real brother. So mm-hmm. that's something that they could have played around with and didn't, because that was two weeks ago. But... I mean, they still might. We don't know who he is. Yeah, but the, the the thing about that that bugs me is if he is, like, strictly, like, Agatha Harkness's, like, acolyte, for lack of a better term, would she not have made him look as much like her real brother as possible to keep the illusion going? I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure I'm about that. I'm interested to see how 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 they choose to explain it. I'm interested to see if they t- try to tell us that it's a- if it's actually him at all or just some dude. Because if it's just some dude, I'll be okay with that. If it's a matter of like they're gonna bring in actual buddy from, uh, what was it, Ultron, and and yeah. and actually bring him back to life to be like, no, I'm the real Pietro, and then you just have like a Quicksilver versus Quicksilver fight, which mm-hmm. they would have to slow down, and it would be weird, but. I don't know, that would be kind of cool, because we're going to see magic versus magic at some point, so if you want to do, like, speed versus speed, it'll be like the, uh, it'll be like the Superman and the Flash race at the end of Justice League. Yeah. It'll be relatively pointless, because neither one of them are the main character, but that's fine. Anyways, so, what do we have to say that we haven't said already? I don't have anything to say that I haven't said already. We've sort of sucked the life out of everything we could possibly talk about. What do you want in in the last, what is it? This is, this is episode seven, so we've got two episodes left. What do you want out of these last two episodes? Um, I want the, the kids to make it, because I feel like they have to at this point. Um... I don't know. I don't. I a lot of people are talking about how they bring Vision back. I don't. I don't think they should because I. I feel like the whole episode was supposed to be about her getting over him. Yeah. Her. Yeah. yeah. Her dealing with her grief about everything. Well, I think we and... said. It, I think we said it closer to the beginning. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen herself said before the show even started. She's like, "This. I want this to be like a, a good, positive, empowering." metaphor for like mental health and grieving and and getting on with life and whatever and if she somehow finds a way to keep him 
alive and he keeps on into like further MCU stuff. I think that sort of like shoots that in the ass a little bit. I I totally agree. So he has to die, they have to live. Uh yeah. Or oh man. This is where I'm gonna lean on you again because you've got the actual comic book knowledge. Don't her kids die in the comics? Like don't they get sucked back into Mephisto and she like I believe so, yeah. And she like rematerializes them like after the fact? I think so, yeah. I would have to I'm not as uh well versed. I'm gonna look and see. I'm gonna see if I can scroll through here real quick as we continue to talk about this shit. Everybody continue to be quiet so we can listen to Kristen Googling. Jerk. Okay, the amount I lean on you for, like, Google and Wikipedia type stuff, I think we we should create an entirely different form of martial arts just for you. You are the master of goo-foo. 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 Goo-wiki. No, it'd be wiki-foo. Wiki-foo. Wiki Goofu. That sounds like a mythical character, and I'm not doing that again. Never again. But um, yeah, her kids have to live. I would be I would be really pissed if they don't make it. And um, I'm I've tried to I have not read any spoilers i've tried to not read into any theories or anything like that because i just want to kind of i say this every time i just kind of want to see the story that marvel puts up there and then if i don't like it and i'm like oh this is how i would do it i do that afterwards right well i'm not this is the thing though i'm not i i mean i do look for like not spoilers but predictions per se and i don't i don't think and we, we do we did this a lot with movies as well. I think we did this right before Infinity War. I don't think, hey, what would you like to see in this movie or this show is the same as what do you think is going to happen? Because I, I said I wanted, uh, what was it, Tony Stark and Star-Lord and Doctor Strange to just get into an argument with each other because they're all sarcastic assholes. I didn't think that was actually going to happen. We got pretty close between Stark and, and Strange. But... Um, I don't know. I want to see a big magic fight. I potentially I've I've sold myself now on the idea of a speed fight. Um because of the ultimate uh purpose of this show being to lead to Multiverse of Madness, I do hope that there is a quick Doctor Strange cameo. Some people are saying that like he's going to be Maybe the one Maybe it'll that... be the end of the yeah. episode. He'll he'll be the one that has to come down and pull her out. I I don't think you do that. Because then all of a sudden you've made the Wanda show into a Doctor Strange show. Because he's the one that had to come in and save the day. So I don't think narratively that's great. But to have him in the post credit scene of the last episode and be like, hey, you think that was bad? There's many more problems to solve or something ominous like that. I think would be really good. Supposedly the last three episodes were supposed to be an hour long each. This one definitely wasn't. So I don't know what to do with that rumor for the last for the last two episodes. I I wouldn't doubt that the last episode will be an hour, but next one we'll see. So in two weeks, uh, in two weeks we will talk do you about. Wanna, do you want to hear my? Do you want to hear the 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 fruits of my Google search? The, the wiki goofu. The wiki goofu. 
apparently, so they do die. They they're they're made from slivers of uh, Mephisto's soul, and then they are reabsorbed and cease to exist. But then apparently their souls were reborn, were reincarnated later. So they're born to like different parents. Like they're not, they're twins, but they aren't. So her kids that were never really alive in the first place are reincarnated. Yes. So, but if they were never alive in the first place, then they're not reincarnated. They were just carnated. That is what I'm reading right here. Yeah. Thank you, WikiGoofu. This has been a heck of an episode. I know it's been all over the place. I do thank you guys for listening. Kristen, tell them where to find you. You can find me on Twitter at BlackCatFeline, where I rarely tweet. It's true. And you can find me on Instagram at BlackCatFeline, where I rarely Instagram. <laughs> and you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. She's been Kristen. This has been FlixPix. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me and Kristen are tagging out. Bye, guys. Bye.